Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. Hi, this is Cheryl Besner, Solo in the City, and today I am so excited to be talking about want versus need. That's what the show is going to be all about. And today I am also getting an opportunity to welcome a fantastic woman as my co-host. She is a speaker, an author, and a sacred sound healer who teaches the heart-centered awareness to people. Her passion, and I love the word passion because we're talking about (laughs) want versus need and love. Her passion is to facilitate your empowerment to be who you came here to be. So sharing your passion and who you are now, we welcome Danielle Brooks to the show. Thank you so much, Cheryl. It is such a pleasure to be here with you. Well, you know, it's a lot of fun. This show is all about relating, dating, and mating. And one of the things people really tend to, <laughs> well, that's what it's all about here, I right? I love that. I love that. And, and one of the things that people tend to do is they mix up what they want. You know, when I talk to people about their relationship worlds, whether they're single or in a long-term relationship, they go, well, I want this and I want that from the relationship. And I, I want this from the person and the type of person I want to meet. And what they're forgetting about, and I know you know about this, Danielle, Mm. is what they need, not what they want. Absolutely. And And let's be really honest about the fact that all relationships that we have with people around us, be they intimate, work, in in whatever capacity, they're based on our relationship that we have with ourselves. Right. And so the honest truth is no one is going to make you happy. And no one is going to be able to give you what you need. That all comes from ourselves and from how we connect and relate and nourish our own relationship with ourselves. So, you know, when I started Solo in the City, you know, this came off of my blog, 365 Days to Find Love. And and Mm -hmm. it was very confusing for a lot of people there because they kind of said, well, so you're giving yourself 365 Days to Find Love. And I said, you know, 365 Days to Find Love, well, first of all, I want to say it's the contract that a lot of matchmakers make you sign when you join their organization or their agencies right. to find your your soulmate or your partner or your beloved, however you want to refer to that person. Um, but for me, it was also about, I really believe that the first thing we need, especially after a long-term relationship, is to, as you said, find ourselves. And even if we're confident individuals, we have become something... Um, other than just ourselves in a long-term relationship, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so the question is really, how do we become the beloved? And how do we come, become our own beloved, right? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. fill that need. So 365 days was also about the need to take that time after, especially a long-term relationship, and go inward and fill the need of ourselves. You know, I, I was a mother. I was a wife. I was a businesswoman. But when I got married, I was just me. So there's, you know, when you fill your whole day with all these other things in a relationship and then you're back in the dating world, you forget sometimes just about who you are. And when you want to date again, it's about finding somebody who's compatible with just me because they don't have to fit into my work schedule. They don't have to fit Mm -hmm. into, well, they have to fit into the work schedule possibly, but it's not about my work and it's not about providing for our children. It's about me and that person. Yeah, your needs are different. And the other thing is that if you've left a relationship and you're looking to find a new one, 
you don't want to base the new one on the way that things were in the past one because you'd be in it still if, if it was what you wanted. And so you have to clear the slate. You've got to clean it up in the sense of get back to understanding who you are right now. And it is that right now. It's as you say, because we change, we evolve, we grow. Our desires and our requirements all shift. Yeah. And so it's really important to get to that place of going, um, what's important for me now? What gives me joy? Um, what would I find fulfilling? And if we start looking at someone else as the person that's going to fulfill us, we set ourselves up and we set them up for an incredibly disempowering experience because no one is ever going to be able to fill those shoes. And that's an incredible pressure that we put on people, ourselves included. Right. And, and I know that, for instance, um, we have to also acknowledge the fact that, well, when I was 25, before I got married and I was single, what I needed as part of the relationship that I wanted to have was I wanted a strong father image, you know, for the future of that mm -hmm. relationship. Like I knew what, what it is. Well, it was what I wanted at the yeah, time, right? I, sure. I definitely, but I knew, I knew at the same time I needed to have children in my life. That mm -hmm. was something that was very um, obvious to me. You know, one of the things that I'll, I'll share right now is that when I was single before I met my ex-husband, I was madly in love with a gentleman, and we were engaged, and we had a huge age difference. And I loved that relationship. It was a wonderful, wonderful uh, relationship, except that because he was so much older than me, he didn't want more kids. Mm -hmm. And I really thought that I'd be okay with that because we were so compatible on every level. We spent seven wonderful years together. And then all of a sudden one day I know... It wasn't what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I needed to have children in my life. I knew instinctively that it was something that was necessary for my existence, necessary to this life. Mm -hmm. And I had to walk away from that relationship because even though in the end he said, you know, okay, we'll have children, it's not what he wanted nor what he needed at that point because he had what he needed. And we would not have been able to sustain that for a long period of time. We eventually it would have been something that broke us up. And see, that to me displays an incredible maturity because let's be honest, <laughs> it's really hard to walk away from somebody that you love. A hundred percent. And that you, that you have so many beautiful qualities that you share and so much good times. And yet at the same time, you're moving in different directions. And so you have to be able to honor and respect. Well, first and foremost, we have to honor and respect what it is that we truly want in our lives and know that we have to create that mm -hmm. so the fact that he didn't want children is because well, he already had them yeah. I, I do want to specify that that he did have them so he had that part of his need his own complete uh, completion yeah. of who he was so when I when we separated I knew that I needed to find somebody that I could be compatible with and that I could love and that I could cherish and honor a relationship with and grow with that included what I needed, which was children. And so right there, the question is always, what is it that gives me joy? What is it that I want to create in mm -hmm. my life? And, and always, like, it's that question that we ask ourselves of what is it that is important for me or that I value and that I want to bring into my life, that I want to create. 
because if you start from that foundation, then it becomes really uh, obvious what your needs are because we often confuse um, what we require and what we desire. Yeah, well, and that is the big difference between need and want. And want mm -hmm. is, is considered very much part of our ego, right? It's, Completely. It's not, it's not part of our, our heart center. Yeah, and um, if I may speak to this, <laughs> for those of us that have been in relationships and, and are not entering into their first ever, we all have wounds. We mm -hmm. all have wounds. We're going to amass wounds. It's part of our learning experience. And our wounds, if we don't actually work with them to be able to grow and to transform as a result of them, they become barriers to love. Yeah, they they definitely do. And, and that's one of the things that um, we're going to talk about after also is the difference when we're 25 and what our needs are versus what our needs are now. And right now, my need is uh, a companion, somebody that will cherish me for where I am right now and I can cherish back and we can grow together. We're going to talk a lot more about this. Coming up, uh, I'm going to welcome uh, to Solo in the City, Lisa Copeland. She's a dating coach and also the author of The Winning Dating Formula for Women Over 50. And I wonder if it's different for men and women, if, um, you know, the formula is different. We'll, That'll be a good question <laughs> And we're going to find out the difference between need and want from another expert joining us here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. There's a light in the way. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Hi, this is Cheryl, founder of Soul in the City, and we're back. And we're going to be welcoming now our expert for the day, Danielle. She's a really fantastic woman joining us. She's a dating coach and the author of, as I said earlier, The Winning Dating Formula for Women Over 50, Seven Steps to Attracting Quality Men. And she's also the founder of FindAQualityMan.com. Lisa Copeland, welcome to Solo in the City. Hi, nice to be here. Thank you, Cheryl. Well, you know, we're having a lot of fun on today's show. Um, Danielle and I were talking earlier about all the needs and wants we had going in and out of different relationships. And mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and, the, and we've got a list going here, Lisa. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it, it's it's probably more a list of what we we don't want to focus on, which is the wants. We want to exactly. focus on the needs, right? Mm -hmm. And and interesting enough, actually, you wrote an article about the telltale signs you need to take a break from dating, um, and that's something that some people don't realize that sometimes you actually need to take a break from the relationship world, right? Yes, because it can be exhausting and it can be frustrating and you can get, end up quitting if you don't take a break because you don't know what to do. You don't know your next step. That's why dating coaches are so important. They help you with your next step. Yeah, you know, I was I was with somebody yesterday actually and um, we were talking about the fact that, you know, she came up to me and she said, you know what, um, I hear that uh, you're a relationships expert, and um, I really want to understand how and where I can meet uh, a man. And I said, well, let me ask you a couple questions. And we started talking about that, and uh, her first comments were, well, you know, I'm a very busy woman. I'm always traveling, and, and she went on and on and on and on and on. Um, she goes, so what can you tell me? And I went, well, first of all, the truth is you're not really open to having a relationship <laughs> because all you've told True. me is, is every reason that you 
don't have time for one right now. Exactly. So, you know, <laughs> unless, so, unless, of course, it's at the uh, boarding gate. Yeah. You know? So, so sometimes, you know, in in that, um, Lisa, why don't you comment on how sometimes we need to take that step back and and focus on why we may not even be on the path to finding who we want to share our life with and the needs that we need met within that relationship. Sure. Sometimes you have to take a break because you've just gotten out of a relationship. Many people's relationship hop and they go from one person to the next. They don't want to be alone. And when you do this, what ends up happening is you really forget who you are. It's so important to get back in touch with the things that you love in your life. I can remember when I ended a relationship after two and a half years, and I would say to my friends, could I come just sit in your living room? Because my life changed so much, and it would have been so easy to just say, okay, let's go find someone else. But I had to mourn the relationship, and I really had to get myself back. Because when we're with people and you become a couple, you become a couple, not necessarily just you. And you got to get yourself back. And that is a time of healing and finding your passion again. When you're out there dating and you need a break, that is when you're starting to see the same people on the site. Your profile is not getting people to notice you. You don't have the energy to go out in the real world. Take a break. Also, get back in touch with yourself. Figure out what it is that you love, love, love to do. And then when you feel healed and rejuvenated again, then go back out there and date. It's super important. It's to just keep trying and trying when you're hitting a brick wall isn't going to get you anywhere. That's like the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and getting nowhere. <laughs> Well, that, that, that's kind of what, what we're, we talk about also is the fact that when it comes to finding out what our needs are, it's also very much finding out, number one, who we are, and number mm-hmm. two, our boundaries and setting those, you know, those standards for as to how we want to live. You know, it, this is how I need to live my life, and I want to find somebody who will complement that and, and you know, f- fit with me into this world we will create together but mm-hmm. my need as as an individual has to stand alone right danielle well yeah and i'm just thinking about what what lisa's just said here um you know about that importance of taking a step back and really taking a step in um, because quite often let's be honest dating is hard work it's, it it involves oh, it, yeah, it, it involves be. a lot of effort and that can be really tiring and so sometimes it's really easy to approach it from this place of i need to do this in, in or or I you know this is what I have to do and wouldn't you say Lisa that sometimes or quite often it's when you've taken the time out and you're not actually making the effort um, that things come effortlessly. I would say yes and no to that yes because mm-hmm. that is a lot sometimes what happens but also no if you're not sure what to do. I find that a lot of women think that if they just put a profile up online, men will come, but they're really missing underneath uh, the healing. Their energetic vibration that's going out there is one of sometimes negativity, one of not enough, 
not being good enough. Another one is mm-hmm. I have a lot of clients who I find their hearts are actually closed from being hurt. Right. So this is why, you know, I, I say yes and no. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does. It yeah, does. It and it's beautiful because I personally find that for myself and, and I've got some really amazing girlfriends that have really made the concerted effort to step out and do our own deep inner work. And mm-hmm. and the thing is that you get very comfortable in that space. You know, the the uh, a lot of people are afraid to be alone, but those that really embark and dive into being alone find that there's incredible comfort there. Oh, 100%, well. 100%. We're talking with Lisa Copeland, dating coach as well. Danielle Brooks is joining me today, who is a sacred sound healer. And, and we're talking about need versus want. You know, funny that you did mention about, you know, dating being stressful. I, it's funny, I never felt that way. When I was dating, I'm, right now I happen to be in a relationship, but for the five years that I have been single, I never found it stressful because I always looked at it uh, from a very positive outlook that I was just going out and enjoying my life. Mm-hmm. And I was going to meet new people and it might be not even for, you know, I might go out for dinner with somebody or uh, do an activity with somebody. I didn't look at it as, you know, this could be my potential future. I looked at it that I'm getting to know somebody. Um, he may not be right for me, but he might be right for a friend or he might have a friend who's right for me. I was just being social. And mm-hmm. I think that that's part of what I was even saying with this woman is she wasn't really being open, even though she wanted a relationship. She's not just putting it out there that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an independent social woman and, and I'm calling in the fact that I wanted a relationship. Well, I think you're saying the same thing as Lisa, which is that it's that essence of, of, um, feeling that comfort within yourself. What do you think, Lisa? I agree. I always share with my clients that they need to go on a date need to there. <laughs> they need to go on a date to just meet someone new and interesting. So many people create the stress when they go on the date and all they're doing is they're saying, um, does this person have the right job? Does this person have the right look? Does this person have this, have this, have this? And those and are wants, by the way. Those are wants. Those aren't needs, those right? Those are all <laughs> wants. Yeah. Yeah. And I especially find for, because my, my uh, clients are over 50, they date like they're in their 20s when they're looking for the hot guy who has a lot of money. And I always share with them, let's get really clear on what your heart needs and wants, what makes it sing. Mm. And also realistic, supported. though. But it's also what? about being realistic. Don't you think there's a realistic portion to this? Because especially when you're dealing with want, we're not necessarily even looking at who are we in this? And and what is it that I have to offer the other person? And um, it's projection. It's, well, it is projection. But also, I just want to just comment, you were saying, Lisa, about 50 um, and up group. The other aspect to this is especially with, um, you said, a woman uh, saying, I want you know a certain type of man. He's good looking and wealthy. Well, if we focus on those needs, we're talking about 0.01% of the population that has possibly right. the financial needs that we, that we, we are saying we want. And then you are severely limiting yourself to possibly having the relationship that you need, that love relationship. So right, that's, right. The, that's the end of um, the road for us. I mean, that's where we want to be, right? 
Absolutely. Anyway, Lisa, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Um, this could go on and on and on. You know, we're going to have to have you back on this show again for sure. To be continued. To be continued because uh, this is this conversation, like I said, it's just something that really people need to hear. Um, so, Lisa, uh, people can get in touch with you through findqualitymen.com. Is that the best way? It's find a quality nail.com. Yeah, they sure can. And and buy your book. So nice <laughs> oh, yeah. Buy the book. The winning the dating formula. Dating formula. Over 50 is filled with so much information about dating after 50. I've had thank women you. over 50 tell me they gave it to their daughters. Well, so thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you, Cheryl and Danielle, and uh, I hope to talk with you again soon. You will, absolutely. Coming up, we're going to be going to the love table. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Sipping bad habits in that break of day. Trip on fast lovers back home, get with me. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is Soul in the City. Cheryl here, and uh, we're now back at the love table. Danielle, this is one of my favorite parts because we get a lot of people weighing in on today's topic, need versus want. And um, we're going to have two great women to talk to about this uh, one subject. One of them is Natasha Kaufman. She's a P. R. Maven, and she writes for the Huffington Post as well as a contributor to Entertainment Tonight, and also uh, is quite often on our sister station in Toronto on News Talk 1010. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. And as well, Stephanie Darwish. She's a marketing strategist, and and that's kind of like we have to strategize our love life, right? <laughs> we do, we do, I think. So, um, welcome to the show, Stephanie, as thank well. You. Thank you. So, you know, we're talking today about need versus want, and and how important it is to understand our needs. So, I'm I'm going to kind of go to you, Natasha. Um, what do you think is one of the most important aspects of understanding the difference between your need versus your want in a relationship? Well, I think a want is a bit fleeting, um, whereas I think a need is something that's much more uh, longer lasting. And, um, you know, I, I look at my own sort of relationships, and if you think of just other relationships, it's when you, it, it's like a breakup. You know, when sometimes you don't want to break up, but you actually need to break up, it's the same thing. We sometimes um, hang on to our wants, but really we should let go and actually let the need take over. Well, don't you think, Danielle, we always, always have to let the need take over the want? Generally, yes. So the good, a good question based on, on what you're saying, Natasha, that, that would be a question that you'd ask yourself is, um, am I being impulsive? <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a very good strategy, right, no, Stephanie? Not a good strategy, <laughs> no. no. Well, it's just like, if I'm being impulsive, what would my life or what would this, what would this relationship be like if I wasn't being impulsive right now? So, Natasha, just a quick question for you. You said in your relationship right now. So your relationship that you're in right now, do you think that it's really was based on your need versus what you wanted out of uh, yeah, somebody? Yeah, it really is. And, I mean, it's interesting because I went through a breakup. I had to go through a breakup in order to actually find what I need versus what I wanted. I wanted to hang on to a previous relationship that wasn't working. And the relationship that kind of found me is more of what fulfills me and more of what I need. 
and it works. And I think that that's a big, uh, a big part of it. I think that, you know, when you look at online dating, we have this list of everything that we want. But if you took a step back and actually made a list of what you need, it would be different. But we don't do that. It's always this list of, of wants. And I think that that's a society, um, a society issue because we want that sweater, but do we actually need that sweater? So what do you think about this, Stephanie? Um, I think that needs are almost non-negotiable, but wants are the what you pick your battles over. Like for me, my partner, I don't want her to work at night all the time. She works at night. But I actually need her to have her Sundays free. So... The want is negotiable for me, but the need is, this is this is what I actually need for this to work right now. So in your relationship, when did you, and it's funny because I've had people on the show here and we did a show about the needs and, yes. and or I call it, you know, in the way we're talking about it right now, it's almost what are your boundaries, you know, and, and or what are your standards? And I had one woman come on and she said, well, my list is like 40 long. Like, oh. and <laughs> no, no pressure there. Yeah, no well, pressure I mean, there. <laughs> so, so. Stephanie, what are your, let's say, top five needs that you think? Oh, off the cuff? Yeah. I guess my top five needs would be uh, a true partner, not in the romantic sense, but a partner in life. Like, we work well together in a household. We work well together socially. I don't need to take care of her if she's out. She doesn't need to take care of me. We know our chores. Our finances are in order. To me, that's a need, a want. I want them to look good all the time but that's a negotiable because not everyone can always look like that you know so well I actually I can give tips on how to do that <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just laughing because half the time I'm in pajamas so I'm yeah, but you, look, you probably look great in your yeah, pajamas you throw on some hot pink lipstick and anything goes <laughs> that's what I was saying you know sometimes it's just a little pick-me-up that that's all you need okay oh uh, yeah so I guess I've, my knees revolve around that I need someone I need someone to love me. I like to be loved, and I like love to be told to me. I'm an affectionate person, and I need affection back. So those are, I think I have top two, really. What about you, Natasha? What are your top three needs when you were getting into this relationship, for instance? You know, I needed someone to be nurturing. I needed them to be honest, and I needed them to have integrity. Um, and, and I agree that it was, you know, the, the physicality, you know, my 20s, that probably would have pissed, my top three would have had something to do with, um, them looking a certain way, whereas that wasn't even in the need equation, although I think my boyfriend's really hot. But, um, <laughs> That's a bonus. Well, there's a shout-out for him. <laughs> but it was, it's interesting because I would see him and never actually even think about going out with him, whereas once I got to know him, I really, really liked him. So the connection was purely um, emotional, uh, and, and I think that's important. I think as you get older, you realize that it's, that emotional connection, that's the need, and the physicality kind of um, evolves from there. We're talking about need versus want, and joining me, well, Danielle Brooks is still with me throughout this whole show. I'm, I'm hanging and in here. My, I'm, I'm soaking yeah. up these, these wisdoms, the, these, these words of wisdom, yeah. and as well I'm as Natasha, notes. Natasha uh, Kaufman and Stephanie Darwish. So, you know, we're, we're sitting here and we're saying, okay, what are our top three needs? Now, you touched on something very interesting, and it's something that we were talking about at the beginning of the show, Natasha, is there are very different needs in our 20s versus, for instance, myself, who's now in my 50s, and my needs completely changed because I don't need a financial um, provider. I don't need somebody for children and to raise my children. I want solely 
to fill the need of a partner. And as you were saying, Stephanie, you know, somebody who will really like have my back, let me be me. Mm. Because, you know, we're all talking, the first and foremost need is to be ourselves in any relationship, right? Do you, yeah. we all agree on and that one? And someone that we can be comfortable with being who we are. And letting um, them be who they are. And, and, it, yeah. and letting them be who they are. And, and then, amen. you know, that love goes, amen, <laughs> to that. Yeah. Because we, we can't change somebody. And I think that's something, you know, we always think that, well, when we meet somebody when we're younger, and, and not everybody's like this, but, you know, so I don't want to just, you know, put it, everybody into one big box here. But often when we're younger, like you were saying, Natasha, you know, looks might have been important back then. And then you realize, you know, that's not the need. It's our value system mm-hmm. that is yeah. our need, right? That's exactly, yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. And I feel like we need to evaluate that list of needs versus wants on a regular basis. Um, when I first got married, I was 29, and we didn't grow together. And part of the reason why we got divorced, because you're changing so much. So what you value most might not be the same as you get older. And so I just found for myself that, those needs really did change, and they they weren't the same as his. And I think we need to evaluate that because happiness is something that we need to constantly revisit. And what is what is happiness to us, right, at every age? Well, do you think that's so? Here's a simple question: Why is it that we can't simply want right from the beginning what we really need? in our love lives. Like, why do you think that happens, oh, we Stephanie? we don't know. We don't know what we need or what we want. And again, thinking back to the... I was also previously married, and I think it ended not for any reason that we were flawed, but just that I didn't actually know what I wanted or needed. I just thought I wanted to be married and have a family. That's what I thought I needed. But I just didn't know any better because I didn't know myself well enough yet. Exactly. I totally agree with you because that's a process. That's a learning curve that does take time. And I, and I really like what both of you guys are saying about that because it's, it's something you have to check in regularly and see where you're at in your journey and where your partner is at. Or if you're on your own, making sure that you're choosing partners that are based on common values, common common kind of trajectory common needs that's what it's all about today so i want to thank everybody for joining us stephanie darwish um pleasure having you as always um hopefully you're going to be on the show again and we're going to have do a show actually about strategizing our love life though so we'll have to have you back for that and natasha kaufman from toronto our pr maven and uh i hope that both your love lives keep going along with what you need Uh, Coming up, we're going to be talking about what's going on in the city. I have some top 10 places to go out and share community tables and feel comfortable when you're the mature woman uh, or man in this city. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Welcome back to Soul in the City, and now we're going to talk about the top 10 places where you can go to see and be seen here in Montreal as a mature solo in the city. Danielle, this is one of my favorite things about Soul in the City, is really helping people find new places or activities that they can go and participate in. 
we've had the good fortune to actually be at different events together. And, Absolutely. And enjoy socializing. And and it's interesting no, to no, watch. We, we, we don't enjoy socializing. No, right? we don't. No, eh? no, absolutely not. <laughs> actually, Throw us right in. That's kind of how we <laughs> met. And and it's, it's fun to watch a, a woman like yourself, you know, very, well, first of all, you can't see her, but you should definitely go Google Danielle Brooks and see <laughs> <laughs> exactly what this beautiful woman inside and out not only sounds like and 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 epitomizes as an inward soul, but also your beauty is on the outside as well. Well, thank you, Cheryl. So I, I just wanted Thanks. to share that with everybody out there listening. <laughs> you really should see what this woman looks like now that you've gotten uh, a vision into her soul and her heart, which is huge. <laughs> So I wanted to share this week a little bit um, more not so structured about single events that are going um, out and about around town because there's always great things happening. But it's August and, you know, there's still things and, and places to go where we can just happen to be. So my first tip that I want to give before I get into um, where the 50 and up group can go and just be and socialize and hopefully meet new people is I wanted to just remind people if you go to your girlfriend's house and you just sit around or if you have a couple friends that say, you know, why don't you come over for dinner? The tip is say, can we meet out? Let's go out somewhere. Because sitting in our friends' backyards, even though it's beautiful and fun, um, unless it's a big barbecue, well, we're not going to potentially meet new people there. So... Um, and staying indoors is really something we excel at as Canadians in winter. In winter. So let's try and have uh, maybe a potential uh, love interest by winter to cuddle up with at home at a friend's house around a fireplace instead of their backyard. So these yeah. are some of my top 10 places mm-hmm. that um, in the city where you can go as a more mature individual, solo or with a friend, a wingman, and go to either a nice countertop or bar area. I'm not talking about going to bars here. Mm-hmm. And um, also share a, possibly a community table. Okay, so I, these, got my, I got my pen ready. You I'm got ready. your pen yeah, ready? I'm listening. Okay, so one of the places <laughs> that I, I do like to go to um, any night of the week and also on weekends is Grinder. Mm-hmm. Um, on Notre Dame, it's a lot of fun, and um, definitely on Thursday nights, it's an older crowd. And there's two uh, fantastic bar areas uh, to sit around and have a great meal, and always full of lively people. So that's one. Houston's just opened up on Peel Street around a month and a half ago, um, but it's a very spe- you know special atmosphere. Uh, two bar areas upstairs and downstairs, and a huge communal table. Do they have a terrace? Uh, they do have a small terrace in the front, but their their whole door front opens up. I happen nice. to love Sofitel. They have a beautiful terrace outside, um, but they also have a very sophisticated and it's very bright bar area in um, their Renoir restaurant. And by the way, Fridays is power morning breakfast. So, you know, a lot of businessmen, a lot of businesswomen go there from 7.30 to 8.30. I've met incredible people there. And um, you never know who you're going to meet. Chez Serge. Okay, I love this place. This is a place, especially if you like hockey. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it, they've got a big Bronco bull in the middle of it. So, you know, <laughs> that's a fun if you, way. If you and your wingman really want to have some fun. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like it. New place in uh, the old port. Well, not so new anymore. Jellyfish, uh-huh. also a fun place. Thursdays. I know that this is from my 20s, but you know what? It's still a hopping place to be, three different levels. The restaurant upstairs is fantastic. But the bar area, especially during the summer, 
it's really a great 40 and up crowd and um, go have a glass of wine and then you can end up downstairs at the disco if you want but it's really a great place to socialize and I've met some amazing people there too a little more sophisticated Maison Boulude Mm -hmm. Uh, They just put in a huge communal table right down the middle of the front of the restaurant. So I think like 18 people can sit around there, and it's always shared. You know, it's a a fun thing. Poipanchet. Uh, I don't know if you. I don't know that one. No. Poipanchet, corner of De Maisonneuve and Drummond. Uh A beautiful, like huge bar. I think probably 40 people sit around that bar. Um, You can sit down, order a, a tartare or a salad or or a steak mm-hmm. if you know that's that's your passion mm-hmm. um but again and a, and a terrace outside right off that countertop le mayac fantastic counter yeah. f- uh very french clientele but you know it's it's very multicultural there right delicious. on laurier street delicious mm-hmm. and champagnerie also if you want a little glass of champagne in the old port so those are some of my favorites, and I try to get it a little varied and everything to meet different people's, um, you I know, chacun a son goût, as they say. So I want to just um, ask you one quick question, because I am relatively new here to Montreal, and there were places where I came from in New York where I like to go out on my own and have a glass of champagne, sit at a bar, and feel very comfortable. And there are some places that it's so easy as a single woman to go into, and it's... It's a combination of just having the right energy of the people coming in as well as the staff, and it's just really welcoming. As a single lady, knowing that I probably, and I'm talking personally, wouldn't go and sit out on a terrasse by myself. I would sit more at one of those communal tables right. or at one of those bars. Is there one in there that you would recommend that's really good for, say, champagne and oyster? I, I happen to think for that type of thing, um, Maison Bleu is very good. And and you never know. You know, it's fun because it's a hotel upstairs, so there's all mm-hmm. different people uh, going there. So I, I, I would probably go to Maison Bleu on Sherbrooke Street, just also knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have a question of the week quickly? Absolutely. Do you think we can get to it? Yes. Okay, so this is from a lovely 37-year-old professional lady who's been single for seven years. And she's put her focus on the career for as long as she can remember. She feels like she's missing the boat for the family life. Her biological clock is ticking, and she really wants kids, but she doesn't want them alone. So here's the question. How can she meet someone who's ready to settle down with her who would want kids soon, or as she says, ASAP, without scaring them away? Well, um, the thing is, number one, remember, 37 years old is not, you know, yes, it's ticking, but... And it's not it's not around the corner. Yeah. Very important thing to remember is she's saying that she's a professional woman and that's mm-hmm. been her focus. So I think first and foremost, we have to change the focus of where we're thinking. And, and that's what she's got to do. She's got to really change her focus. Anyway, um, this was a great show all about need versus want. I want to tell, um, this was from Kate from Dorval. Don't want to cut you off, Kate. If you want more information or anybody has a question they want to ask me, call me at 1-844-744-SOLO because that's what I'm here to do is try and help you 
find your way through being solo in the city. Danielle, yeah. you'll be back with me next week. I am so looking forward to it. And just a little mention out to you, Kate, as well. You are still young, my darling. Oh, yeah. And there is somebody out there that is wanting the exact same thing as you. Yeah, and he will be out there when you call him in. Mm-hmm. So if you've missed any part of tonight's show, remember you can see us on YouTube or hear us on iTunes and as well on podcasts. And um, don't forget to like us on Facebook and Twitter. You're going to be here again next week with us at 10 p.m. on CGAD 800. You're listening to Solon City. And remember, keep integrating social solutions because we all know it's all about the kiss.